Hey guys, thanks for joining me for this 58th episode in Season 2 of Good Questions with Cameron Dole. Special guests in this episode include Johnny Bananas. We'll also visit with former NFL player Anthony Alabi. He's part of Part 3 of Netflix's comedy series Family Reunion. We'll also visit with actor Michael Paré about the new movie Hollow Point, which is available in theaters and video on demand today. And our final guest will be Latin country artist Dianya. She's got a brand new single we'll be talking about, Calm Down Karen. Of course, if you would, please take the time to subscribe, drop a like, comment, leave some feedback, and of course, share with your friends. Now it's Friday, and if that's not a good enough reason to be excited today, here are four things you can do to feel happier. And the best part is, they'll all take less than 10 minutes, and they're free. Number one, message someone you know. Reach out to someone you haven't spoken to in a while, even if it's just to send them a funny photo or a fun memory that you had. Organize your errands, number two. Organize all the small errands you need to do and start checking them off. Planning like that helps reduce procrastination so we feel less stressed out. Number three, check your vacation day balance. Knowing how many days you have and thinking about what you may do with them allows you to visualize actually taking a vacation. And number four, watch relaxing videos. When you have a couple spare minutes, try watching some relaxing videos on the internet. Nature videos are especially good for this. A recent study out of UC Berkeley found that people who watched parts of that BBC series Planet Earth felt an increase in joy, amusement, and curiosity. And the videos also reduce feelings of fatigue, anger, and stress. If you don't know Johnny Bananas, you've probably been hiding under a rock. Uh, MTV's The Challenge alumni, and uh, we've got the brand new show started last week. Uh, an exciting episode coming up tomorrow. Celebrity Sleepover and Johnny Bananas. Thanks for taking the time this morning, brother. Thanks for having me, man. Um, you know what? It's good to be here. Now tell us, uh, when did how did the celebrity sleepover idea even come? It seems like to me maybe it was a a Zoom conference video conference gone bad, and did that spark the inspiration for it? Buddy, it was a actually it was a video Zoom conference gone right. All right, uh, so we obviously like everybody else, man. During this pandemic, we've had to adjust to a lot of things. Uh, meeting virtually is one of them, right? Uh, Spending a lot of time in your PJs and sweatpants is another thing. Um, and so what we did is we basically were able to take all the resources from the travel show that I host, because traveling is pretty much out of the question at the, at the moment. Uh, and the, the, the team I have behind me, the, the, the creative minds of the, the, the team that I work with, we were kind of able to re, re, reload and reformat and, and, and recalibrate and, and create this awesome concept, man. And it's basically um, taking the traditional... Uh, late night talk show format, um, you know, adding a few twists on it, making it a little bit more bananas, and uh, and celebrity sleepover was born. And um, like I said, it's it's uh, it's everything that you love in your traditional uh, late night talk show, um, but because of what we've added, you know, the the the, the PJ theme, the, the the sleepover vibe, the, the the guests are coming to us from their home or their living room or, you know, their their comfort zone. Um, it really provides a more, you know, authentic, uh, 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 disarming version um, that I think a lot of uh, a lot of uh, 
us, us are used to seeing. And what that does is it provides for a much more entertaining, amazing uh, uh, interview experience with, with, with these celebrities. I mean, we got Tiffany Thiessen to eat uh, a, a, a Twinkie hot dog, all right? got, you know, uh, Cynthia Bailey to, 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 to really open up about, about you know, some, some, some really... Um, uh, you know, close. You know, so, some some really touching moments in her life. Uh, we got Sammy Hagar to tell us that it was in fact a, an alien encounter that provided him with the inspiration to become the lead singer of Van Halen. Things that you're not going to see anywhere else. And uh, you know, w- we managed to uh, really get these celebrities to open up and uh, and show us another version of themselves. And for you, you talked about uh, opening up and being at home. You it kind of. Br- breaks a few barriers, makes a, a little more relaxing atmosphere. What was maybe the, the light bulb moment in one of the episodes that you've had so far this season that you were like, you know, we're really on to something? Um, I mean, let me see. If I, uh, it, I mean, there's been, there's been so many moments. Uh, I think, I think one, of, one of the big moments for me, uh, and I think one of the things that, 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 that they show has done for me is it has allowed me to, everybody knows me from the challenge, right? The majority of my fans have seen, you know, Johnny Bananas, this, you know, this, this, this sarcastic, you know, tongue-in-cheek, um, you know, basically class clown, dude. That, and, you know, I'm always kind of, you know, getting under people's skin and stirring the pot and razzing people. The Celebrity Sleepover has allowed me to kind of, let my guard down in a way, you know, not just the guests, but, but me as well, and show more, and show a different side of me, a more vulnerable side of me uh, that most people, you know, didn't know existed. And I think that also comes, that, 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 that also allows the guests to kind of do the same. Uh, Cynthia Bailey tells us this really touching story um, about her daughter um, and, and, you know, and, and kind of a, a struggle that her daughter had to deal with that she then you know made public on um, on the housewives even though she didn't she didn't have to and uh, this was a huge huge step for not just her daughter not just Cynthia but it was a huge step you know in and it, and it was a, a groundbreaking moment I think um, on reality television and television in general um, to help you know spread spread comfort and awareness to, to people out there who might be um, going through the same thing so uh, you know, I, I think that was was one of the moments you're gonna have to watch the episode to find out exactly what what I'm talking about. But um, yeah, it was a uh, it, it, it was it was a really it was a really cool moment. And and along with all that, uh, Zami Hagar teaching you uh, margaritas and uh, Ann Burrell teaching you cooking. I mean, man alive, you're you're yeah. really you're the one that got uh, got the good end of this of the deal, didn't you? <laughs> down man i mean listen i anytime you get to make a margarita with the margarita man himself the red rocker i uh, i mean the guys no I, I can't tell you how many times when i'd go to when you'd go to a bar somewhere and it'd be like well what kind of tequila you got cabo wabo everyone says that's sammy agar's tequila uh, even though he has a new uh tequila out called santo uh that he's pushing with uh with uh, guy fieri but dude and then again yeah being able to to, to, to cook with Chef Ann Burrell. I mean, last time I, last, the only time I've really interacted with her has been on Worst Cooks when I was, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the members of boot camp, and she spent the entire time basically, uh, you know, berating me. That doesn't change much, still doing that, but at the same time, it's like, yo, having Ann Burrell in my kitchen teaching me how to cook uh, was just, again, just an amazing experience, you know, for me as, and, and I think, I think it's a unique experience for the guests as well. Like I said, it takes them out of that traditional talk show, 
you know, format that they're used to, and it's kind of like, it's fun. And I think after, and I mean, with me and I think with them, they forget they're even on a show, man. It's just like, you know, we're just chopping up, having a good time, uh, you know, having drinks and, 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 uh, and telling jokes, and, and it's, it's, just, it's just a really fun experience. That's right. Again, uh, Celebrity Sleepover. This week's guest, Cynthia Bailey. Should be a great show. Check that out. And, uh, Johnny, always want to make sure and let our listeners know uh, not only more about the show, but where they can find out everything you've got going social media-wise as well. Yeah, uh, you want to if you want to catch me on Instagram, real Johnny Bananas. Uh, same as uh, I have a Facebook fan page with the same. I have a uh, amazing YouTube channel that does that that showcases all my traveling and and, uh, and, and cooking. Uh, that's uh, Johnny Bananas, uh, and then Twitter Johnny Bananas too. So uh, and if you want to catch Celebrity Sleepover, obviously uh, that that's going to be airing. At, you could find it uh, Saturday nights after SNL. Uh, you could find it on YouTube or you could stream it on uh, Peacock. That's good stuff. Well, Johnny Bananas, it's been great to visit with you this morning. I hope you have a great weekend and uh, hopefully we can catch up again real soon. Likewise, man. Thanks a lot. I do want to say thanks to our friends over at Smiley's Breezy Vapes, 313 Falcon Road in Altus, Oklahoma, for sponsoring today's podcast. Stop in and see them. They've always got red basket specials. They've made upgrades to the exterior and interior, so stop in and see them. If you have any questions, give them a call or text 580-471-VAPE. Sunday is National Pet Day, so that's a chance to be even more obsessed with your pet than normal. Now here are results of a survey in honor of the holiday. The most popular pet in the U.S. is a dog. 45% of people who own a pet have a dog. Cats were second at 30%. Now the rest of the most popular 10 pets are fish, birds, hamsters or gerbils, horses, snakes, guinea pigs, lizards, and tarantulas. Yes, around 1% of people who own a pet have a pet tarantula. Now, 10% of Americans say their pet is their best friend, 11% of people say they specifically hang out with their pets, and finally, 10% have conversations with their pets. I mentioned to you before we came on the air, I'm a Sooner fan, but uh, my buddy Tracy, a huge Horn Frog fan. We've got uh, former TCU, Miami Dolphins, and uh, Kansas City Chiefs offensive tackle Anthony Alabi now acting, writing, and doing so many other things. Anthony, first off, thanks for taking the time to be on the show. Oh, man, thanks for having me. Really excited to be on here. Now, Anthony, the the part three of the comedy series Family Reunion is coming up on mm-hmm. Monday. And how excited are you about uh, the the part three coming out and being available for folks to check out? Oh, so so excited! You know, it's been with with everything going on um, with the pandemic. It's been you know a tough production. We usually take three or four months to kind of produce this uh, this show, uh, but this time we took a full year, and so it's it's been a labor of love. We're so excited for everybody to see these episodes. We worked really, really hard on them, and, and in all honesty, I think we, I think this this season so far is going to beat season one. So we'll see. I mean, in my personal opinion, I think these episodes are fantastic. So I think the fans will really enjoy it. And to get the feedback and uh, receive also an NAACP Image Award as an outstanding children's program, I mean, Anthony, for you personally, how cool is that? And and knowing that you're making quality programming for everybody. It, it's honestly, it's something that we, we just, you know, we, you put your heart into something and you, you work with people and, and you, it feels special at the time, but you just never know. And when the first season dropped and, and people kind of just fell in love with the show, 
it really hit us and we were really grateful and appreciative and we won an, uh, an image award, you know, the first time around and we just won our second one in a row. And, and in all honesty, I mean, it's, I couldn't ask for better. And so I'm really, really proud of this show. I'm so proud of our production and all the people that worked so hard on it. And it, it just feels nice to know that we have a show, a quality show that people kind of equate a lot of times with like a family matters or a fresh Prince of Bel Air. And those are iconic shows um, that really influenced, you know, generations of a generation of people um, coming up. And I feel like our show has the potential to do that same thing. And for you in the midst of pandemic time to be able to put smiles on people's faces when uh, everything, like you mentioned a moment ago, Anthony, everything being so heavy this past year, uh, how cool and rewarding is that? Yeah. I mean, you always want to be kind of a source of light, right? A little, a, a source of, of just kind of positivity. And I think that's what this show brings. I think during this time, any, any excuse that you can find to laugh or smile or kind of be with your family as a whole, I think that's where the value of this show comes in. Because I think it's a show that parents don't have to straight monitor as they're watching with their kids to see, okay, is there any content that I got to kind of like fast forward around or skip? It's not. You can sit there and you can watch it together and the parents can laugh and the kids can laugh or feel something. And it's for totally two totally different reasons. And I think that's kind of the sweet spot that the writers of the show hit. Now, Anthony, if folks have not seen the earlier series, tell our listeners what to expect. And, and actually, they've got the weekend to catch up uh, before the, the yeah. new series drops, right? Right, right. It's Monday is when it comes out. So uh, on April 5th. So, you know, uh, you have the weekend to catch up. You have the weekend to kind of to see these characters and see our origin story, if you will, and then uh, and then come back to the to the new stuff. Now, Anthony, this last year, what has what's been the one thing that you've really focused in on, been trying to hone on your craft, if you will? Yeah, uh, you know, for me, as I'm constantly constantly trying to grow, trying to to push myself, and and I think you know when you're, of course, I love drama. Um, comedy is something that I, I just innately love to do because it just feel like it comes natural to me. Drama is something that I, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm a goofball. Uh, but drama, drama is always, is always fun because I love to go there. I love to kind of feel those things. And, you know, you're an actor, you want to feel everything. Um, but I think, I think over the past year with the pandemic and everything going on, I think I've had to be patient personally, but professionally it's been nice because you're able to kind of push those limits. And I think on this show in the season, we had two or three episodes where you know, emotionally, I got to, I got the, the green light to kind of go there and, and to, to be a little more dramatic. And it was nice because that's, that's what you want. You just want to be a well-rounded actor. And I think when you, you get those opportunities, you got to take advantage of those. And, and I'm, I'm lucky enough to have a production that gives me those opportunities uh, to kind of showcase talent and to kind of exercise those muscles that I normally don't get to. And Anthony, talk to how much different the whole production is now as of uh, COVID times. And and does that make it more difficult to get into and stay into character? Or does it maybe make it a little easier, if you will? You know, it, it, you, you hit it perfectly. There's a little bit of both, right? But I think overall, I'll say the one thing I miss, the number one thing I miss in production now during the time of COVID is live audiences. You know, a lot of we started off the season with live audiences, and it's, it, they bring so much energy, and and it just it just creates such a fertile ground for comedy to kind of improv things and do things that make the crowd laugh, and it was so fantastic. And then when we broke uh, in March due to quarantine, and then came back um, without live audiences, it, it was definitely something missed. 
And I think we, we all felt it every time we did scenes and you didn't hear that feedback. It, it makes it tough. And then eventually you kind of hit your stride where you get a crew laughing or you get, you know, you, you know what's funny and you, and you can kind of play off of that, but it's tough. It's a tough adjustment to kind of make. Um, in a way it's easier because there's no distraction there. You're not really playing out to a crowd and it's not like theater. So you're able to kind of really focus in on those moments and focus in more on, on the other actor and, and not have the distraction of a crowd or anything or having it feel like a stadium, you know? So there's a little bit of give and take, but if I had my choice, I'd, I'd love to have the, the live audiences back as soon as it's safe to. That's right. And again, the new series, uh, Netflix comedy series, Family Reunion, the new season released on Monday. Anthony, always want to make sure and let our listeners know not only uh, to find more information about the series, but everything you got going social media wise as well. Yeah, yeah. You guys can uh, you can look me up on Instagram uh, at Anthony Alabi official and on Twitter at Anthony Alabi. And I post I try to post pretty often uh, and keep you guys updated about everything going on with the show. There you go. Well, Anthony Alabi, it has been great to visit with you this morning. Hope you have a great weekend and uh, looking forward to the new season. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Really appreciate you having me on. This is great. Uh, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. Thanks again to our friends over at Smiley's Breezy Vapes, 313 Falcon Road. You can check them out on Facebook. They've got new hardware and the largest selection of disposable flavors in Southwest Oklahoma. If you have a question, Shelly and the gang know the answer as well. Give them a call or text 580-471-VAPE. Now, fast food workers see the inner workings of the kitchens at their stores. So after they see all that, if they say they want to eat something, you know that it's really good. Now there's a discussion on Reddit where fast food workers are sharing the best things on their store's menu that no one ever orders. And here are some highlights. Number one, Popeye's apple pie. Quote, it's deep fried like the McDonald's ones used to be. Number two, Wendy's side of melted cheese. Quote, you can order a cup of melted cheese at Wendy's to dip your fries and nuggets. Number three, McDonald's cheap Big Mac. Quote, if you want a Big Mac for a fraction of the cost, order a McDouble with no mustard or ketchup and add shredded lettuce and mac sauce. Number four, Taco Bell cheesy Doritos Gordita Crunch. Quote, it's a cheesy Gordita Crunch, but you can get it with a Dorito shell on the inside. And number five, Subway Chicken Pizziola. Quote, it comes with chicken, pepperoni, and marinara sauce. It's on our registers. It's always great to have folks back. We've got actor Michael Paré. We've got a brand new movie, Hollow Point, in theaters and on digital to talk about. And first off, Michael, such a privilege to have the chance to visit again. Hey, Cameron, how you doing there, man? I'm, it's nice to be back. I like Oklahoma. I wish I could be there in person instead of virtually. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's how we're having to do everything these days, isn't it, Michael? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think that's it's coming to an end. Probably by uh, after the twenty twenty two midterms, I bet it's all back a hundred percent. There you go. Now, Michael, tell our listeners if they have not seen the trailers, the previews of Hollow Point. Uh, tell our listeners how why it is that you're so excited about the new film. Well, you know, this is a team of vigilantes and we're like this under this secret group of guys and gals um, acting within the legal system, but outside it at the same time. I'm a cop. Juju Chan's a cop. Lou Goss is a lawyer. And uh, uh, Dylan is uh, 
you know, he's he's the victim that really brings the story together because his family is killed accidentally, actually. And, uh, you know, Lou Goss kind of cultivates that and says, these are a bunch of bad guys we have to go after. Uh, we put them down. You know, when you get to a certain level of bad, you got to be put down. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, and for you, Michael, in the, in the midst of all we've been through, how excited are you to have a new project out there in spite of all that's going on? Well, you know, uh, I've been working through the pandemic. It t- it's a little slower getting things put together because the whole process slows down. You know, filming takes longer. It's more regulated. You got to wear a mask. Uh, you have to be, you know, they take your temperature every day and you have to be tested once a week. So the whole process is slowed down. But hey, man, you know, if this is what I do and I don't think they're going to be able to stop me. <laughs> now, uh, as as the film releases on uh, on video on demand and in theaters uh, today, uh, how much different is the the whole prospect of, of new films in uh, because of the digital age in, uh, in social media? Well. Um, everybody thinks that you can shoot faster because the cameras are smaller and the lighting is, uh, you know, when I came out to Hollywood, we shot on 35 millimeter film, mm-hmm. you know, and it was this long, you know, process that they've been doing for like 25, 30 years. And now lighting is much different. You know, you don't have the big cables and generators are all battery operated lights. It's, uh, you know, it's, a, it's a different beast, but the product is, uh, is pretty much the same. I think you spend much more time in post than you do in production. But you know what? I've been doing it so long. When I was young, I didn't even think what post was. I remember calling <laughs> up Stephen Cannell and saying, you know, we shot this. When are we going to see it? And he said, Mike, why don't you come over to Paramount and I'll show you the process. And, and he took me to the editing room and he saw all these pieces of film hanging from a, like a clothesline and clothespins. And he said, now, first we have to put all these together. (laughs) So, uh, you know, it's a mysterious process. It's not as simple as shooting a movie on your iPhone, which I may be doing later this year for Apple. That's cool. Now, what has been the hardest thing as far as technology has advanced? What's been the hardest thing for you to adapt to, Michael? Uh, The speed with which they shoot. You know, it used to take because it was a slower process, you had more time, you know, to, you know, reset. Now it's, uh, you don't even have to turn off the camera. You know, they used to worry about the amount of film you shot because they had to pay for the stock by the foot. Right now, you know, you could shoot two movies on your iPhone without even getting some extra, you know, storage. So it's, it's a, it's a funny thing. And, uh, but still they're short on time. They're short on time. <laughs> so the hardest part, you know, is how quick it happens now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for you as, as due to COVID-19, obviously folks and the, the whole industry has changed and how has that affected on set, maybe interactions? Um, it's a little, little less warm, you know, because you have to wear a mask until they say action practically. And, um, you know, there's no the hugging, you know, and the shaking hands There's elbow bumps. And, you know, and it's like, you know, it's, it's just weird that, you know, an actor is an exchange of emotions. And, you know, one thing leads to another and we're being distanced from each other. Um, and it's, you know, it, it's it's like you don't get to warm up. You don't get to warm up. It's 
it's it's a lot harder. You know, it's like you. I'm sure you've done Zoom meetings, right? <laughs> yes. And you know, you, you you know, and even if you can see them and you can react, it's different than you know that in-person thing. There's a metaphysical thing that happens. There's an exchange of energy. Not to get too you know hippie-ish out there, but <laughs> when you're actually face to face with a person, there's an exchange of energy when you're talking to them. And, uh, you know, often cameras rolling the first time you do that. And that's, that's kind of scary, not yeah. scary. It's just the, the unfamiliar, you know what I right. mean? It's, uh, nothing's going to happen, but it's the unfamiliar, you know, fear comes from the unknown, right? That's right. That's right. And Michael, what has, uh, maybe you've been in the industry for, for a number of years. Is there anything that you really kind of focused on craft wise as you had time alone in this last year? Um, well, the actor's studio was shut down too. So craft wise, uh, writing and directing, I'm going to direct this year. So, um, you know, that's it. You know, there's a lot of time you spend alone when you write and when you, uh, direct the preparation is mostly alone. Uh, you know, you meet with the DP, you, you talk with the writer. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a lot of solitude involved. You know, and I think a lot of the reason people are going crazy is because they're not used to being alone. And if you're never alone, you really don't get to know yourself. You know, it's <laughs> a, it's like enforced uh, self-analysis. Mm-hmm. That's right. And again, the, the movie Hollow Point is in theaters and on digital available today. And Michael, I always want to make sure and let folks know if uh, they want to find out more information about the film or anything you've got going on social media wise. What's uh, what's the best place? Um. I don't know. I have I have a, a Facebook and uh, Instagram, Michael Paré. I mean, uh, they can always check me out. There you go. Well, Michael, it's always great to visit with you. I truly appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule and hope you have a great weekend, my friend. Thanks a lot, Cameron. You too. Again, thanks to our friends at Smiley's Breezy Vapes for helping with today's podcast. Stop in and see them at 313 Falcon Road. You can also check them out online at smileysbreezyvapes.com. Check out their Red Basket specials. If you need new hardware, they know that. Plus, any questions you have, give them a call or text at 580-471-VAPE. Our final guest on the podcast today is country star and uh, TikTok sensation I was finding out before we came on, uh, <laughs> Dianya. And I, yes. I, got, I think I uh, got the name right there as well. Uh, Latin country star, Dianya. Dia, there, there we go. Dianya. <laughs> Say that 10 times. <laughs> no, please no. Please no. no. <laughs> Dianya, first off, thank you so much for taking the time to visit with us today. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Now, Dianya, where did music for you start? Where did, uh, who was your early influence that uh, made you find the love of music in the first place? Well, you know, I started in gospel and um, I was sent to Bible camp every summer (laughs) (laughs) and a group came in called the gospel messengers and they were absolutely amazing with our harmonies. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I would love to sing with you. I'd love to learn it. And they said, well, come on. So we did one practice and I sang with them a few times and I just, I just loved it. I, you know, again, like I said, the harmony is just such an important thing for me and I learned it and now it's just second nature. 
Now for you, the, how hard was it to hold off chasing that dream? I mean, I know a lot of musicians, they, they find that love early and it's just like chomping at the bit to get going. Were, were, did your parents have a hard time keeping the bridle on you a little bit? Well, the crazy thing is, is, um, no, I was actually raised, uh, we were raised alone. You talk about home alone. My parents were gone all the time. Um, and it was kind of not the great situation. So I ended up in foster care. Um, and the, you know, I, I could have taken a bad road or a good road. And I took the great one because I went to different schools. Some had camarada. And then I ended up in another school with guys and dolls and acapella choir. And so it was pretty, it, it, the programs were amazing for me. I mean, I, I got to see things that a lot of people didn't get to see. So, or, you know, to prepare myself for music. So I take that in a good thing. That's cool. Now, who is, who's been the most instrumental helping you nurture you along the way? Uh, through music, I've, I've, you know what, I've kind of done it myself. Um, every, every genre that went and that was hot at the time, I jumped right into it. I mean, I went from gospel to rock. I mean, I was in a rock band called (laughs) Aftershock. (laughs) Um, I, I ended up in hip hop. I did hooks for a bunch of artists, uh, underground and Snoop Dogg. And, and I was working that scene. Uh, then I went to pop and, uh, you know, and somebody said, Hey, you, you really do country well. And I thought, well, you start gospel, you end uh, country, right? (laughs) So I'm here in country. (laughs) It's, it's, you know, the circle of musical life, right? I went full circle and I'm in country where I need to be. (laughs) And, and speaking of uh, country, the, the new single, Calm down, Karen. Tell us a little bit where <laughs> was this something that you had before COVID or was no, this something that just came to no. you? So my manager told me that I needed to join TikTok. Everyone was joining TikTok. So I went on TikTok and I mean, every other video was a Karen, you know, and even Karen said, calm down, calm down. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on here? Can I speak to a manager? And I, after probably a thousand Karen videos, I sat down and wrote every Karen-ism you could think of. And I uh, came up with a song. Everyone's, everyone was writing sad songs. And I just wanted to write something fun and lighthearted. Now, what has TikTok taught you? I mean, it, it, <laughs> it, it took off this last year. And musically, I, I don't think anybody oh, saw it taken off the way it did for, for musical artists as well. Yeah, you know, I saw Keith Urban on TikTok. I mean, every, I'm, everyone you can think of is on TikTok. And it just, you know, you, you have to learn the dances <laughs> on some of your videos. Some, you know, I, I found some funny things on my phone. I thought, okay, that could be a TikTok. Um, it's, it's just learning people. I mean, there are people that are on there just emotionally. Um, they have their family on TikTok because, you know, we've lost contact with human beings. Right. So, you know, I watch their stories and I've written some other songs because of TikTok. Um, and the whole Karen thing, just, I mean, we have over 40 million plays wow. on TikTok, and I have an official TikTok sound of calm down Karen. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Who, who would have thought that uh, 12 months ago, that would have meant what it means today. Right. Well, that's the thing too. I have a lot of Karens, uh, as friends and it's been Karen approved. So, you know, it has nothing to do with, I mean, it could have been Becky. Remember Becky was a big thing or uh, bye Felicia, but yep. you know, Karen fit the song <laughs> and it had to be country, right? Exactly. Exactly. Now the feedback that you get from it and, and off of TikTok. I mean, how, how do you meld one into 
bringing it to country radio. I mean, that's, I think, the, the biggest challenge that folks have seen because it blows up socially, but uh, sometimes radio doesn't pick up. How does how's the transition there, if you will? You know, I, I, I just think that people can relate and um, country music's about relatable issues. Country music, I think, is about stories um, and country music's funny. It's fun. I mean, um, I got a brand new girlfriend and, you know, when I saw that... <laughs> And he's got a blow up doll. You know, I mean, it's just funny <laughs> having fun with, you know, being just being country and silly. And so that's where I felt this is going to fit in country really well. Now, how did all of the different genres that you've been involved in, how have how have they maybe molded you uh, seen an evolution maybe in your voice and in your stylings as well? Um, again, like I said, I think that uh, starting gospel and the harmonies. Um, I, I go in a studio and I'll sing my song and then they'll be like, okay, let's do the harmony in two seconds. I'm done. I mean, I just, I've learned so much from different music, um, rock, uh, by that I've incorporated some electric guitar in my country music. I love Keith Urban. I love that he incorporates that too. Um, even through hip hop, it's the writing. It's everything that I've done, I think has prepared me for where I am right now. Uh, listening to. Um, adios y vaya con Dios. When I, the Zach Brown band is what gave me the idea for Latin country. They did more of a tropical sound and uh, I listened to Freddie Fender and I listened to Linda Rostad. Well, that's Hispanic country, yeah. uh, Latin country. I was raised Puerto Rican since I was three. Uh, my real father is from Spain. So we use the, the more proper dialect and that's what made it Latin country. And it sounds so amazing too, I think. <laughs> That's right. Now, I, I know that you were going to play something for us. I don't know what you were going to play for us today. Well, you know what? Uh, I did a song called Rubberneck, and I wrote the song during a stagecoach uh, weekend. <laughs> and I just saw all the, when a girl walks by, catches his eye, rubberneck, rubberneck, you know, and, and after that, that, of course, a bunch of slappings took place. <laughs> so I, I wrote the song during, uh, during a stagecoach. So I'll, I'll do rubberneck. Uh, we also went to Texas, Torneo, Texas, and uh, we made it into a cumbia. So you'll hear oh, if you go on Spotify, there's rubberneck and then there's rubberneck cumbia. So I'll, I'll do the cumbia version for you. Okay, cool. Thank All you. All right. Here we go. Here we go. You can dance. At a hospital or a grocery, a car wash or mall. No matter where he goes, he looks at them all. Sunday morning church or a corner coffee shop. Even walking down the street, he can't even stop. He's got no self-control, walking straight into a pole. Got him tripping on what he sees. Catches his eye, rubberneck, rubberneck, in a cutoff shirt, a um, minute skirt, rubberneck, rubberneck, any shape or size, never looks in the eyes from a head down to a feet. No matter where he goes, one hell of a show, everybody sees. Oh, he's so blind that he can't see, he can't really see. No, his creepy stares in full effect. He's a rubberneck, rubberneck. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, he ain't high on coke. 
smell any alcohol. But he staggers like an ass before he trips and falls. And every girl's a piece of candy with a wrapper all her own. Once he gets a fix, oh, he can't leave alone. He's got no self-control, walking straight into a pole. Got him tripping on what he sees. Any girl walks by, catches his eye, rub a neck, rub a neck. In a cut-off shirt, oh, that mini skirt, rub a neck, rub a neck. Any shape or size, never looks in the eyes from a head down to a feet. No matter where he goes, one hell of a show, everybody sees. He's so blind by what he sees, he can't be discreet. No, his creepy stares in full effect. He's a rubberneck, rubberneck. All right. If you want to hear the rest, it's on uh, Spotify. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> now, the uh, be pulling the Latin into the country for you. Right. I mean, uh, how cool is that to, for you to hear that and then to get the, the feedback that you've gotten as well? You know what? It's amazing. We redid uh, the Freddie Fender song before the next teardrop falls. Mm-hmm. And we did it in the Latin country vibe. Uh, crazy. We did the song Crazy and it, Patsy Klein, and it's got the Latin country vibe. I add sometimes Tueres or Loco. I add some Spanish words in there and people love it. They're like, oh my gosh. In fact, some of the people have written me saying, I love your song before the next, because they did not know that it was a song out <laughs> years ago. <laughs> and, and the and- actual slide guitar player in that song is Bob Bernstein, Freddie Fender's oh, wow. slide guitar. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. And and sometimes, you know, you make those slight alterations and adjustments to songs and it makes those words pop again. And, right. and sometimes, like you said, gives it a brand new, brand new life. Yep. I, and, and that's the thing It's we did rubberneck in the country sound. And when we hit it on the cumbia, it, if you go on my YouTube channel, you will see the actual, while we're filming it at this amazing studio, it's Sonic Ranch Studios. And they just took bits and pieces of us having such a good time in that video that it became the music video. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, I mean, you just, I saw you, I saw you dancing. I got you. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that is as much dance as I've got. That's my TikTok problem. <laughs> is that your, <laughs> this is my TikTok, just the shoulders. Yeah. As long as you got something going. There you head go. Being, head bumping. Yeah. That's about it. That's, that's about right. It. <laughs> Lip biting. <laughs> for you what has been the the biggest thing that you have really focused in on about your craft in this time that we've had so much time to look at ourselves you know um again like i said i think it's the stories there's so many stories that people can relate to and i think people love to relate in a song i think when you sit back and you say oh my gosh that song just is me you know it's touched me i, I just wrote another song and i think it's going to touch a lot of people I think it's going to re- relate to them. And, and, and music saved me. I mean, seriously, for what I've gone through in my life and being in foster care and an abusive marriage and everything I have, I just have so many stories to share. And I have so many feelings that I think people share with me. And it's almost like therapy. It really is. And, and music itself, you can tell a story that oh, yeah. is such a heartbreaker that comes across and it may mean one thing for you and somebody else takes a totally different meaning and uh, it, it touches their hearts in a totally different way based on what they're going through. 
And that's the beauty of it, right? You know, when, when I when I write a song and, and someone says, you have no idea what I went through, and then their like you say, their whole life is totally different than mine. It just really makes me feel like I'm doing the right thing and this is where I need to be. And for you to know that you're touching lives and, and how much do you miss seeing the smiles on people's faces as you perform live? Oh, I miss it. <laughs> it's not only that is when they're, when they're singing the words or they're dancing. In fact, um, the last stagecoach, they played my song Andale Yeehaw. It has a Latin country line dance to it and people were dancing to it. And I just like teared up like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And that's when I was supposed to start my tour. And, but you know, the, the thing about it is, is I've written more songs and I have more material now and uh, it's going to be a great show. I know something great's going to come from it and hopefully people will go onto Spotify and, you know, <laughs> listen to my songs and learn the words and let's sing together. Right. <laughs> I know, right? What's, what's the most COVID purchase you made last year? Oh, well, I guess a lot of people were sending me masks with music notes and kind of cool stuff on there. Um, purchase probably a lot of water and toilet paper. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, it's me and my cat, you know, just in case she needs it. But, you know, I just I don't know. It, it, it was kind of a, a tissue issue, right? <laughs> I, was I, know, looking right? At the, I was looking at the trees a little different in my backyard thinking that's going to hurt, but we might have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that would hurt. That yeah, would leave a mark. Yeah, that would leave a mark. Yeah. <laughs> a mark. <laughs> I got too many today. I got too many today. <laughs> You're on a roll. You should, I, you know, I'm it, on a roll. Where, where do you find the inspiration? Where? How many times do you have to take notes down about song ideas as, as you go throughout your day? You know what? I've been told that I'm a walking song in itself. I mean, I'll say something and I'll go, oh my gosh, that could be a song. And I just start writing it down and um, I'll hear someone say something and it's a lyric to me and I write it down real quick. And then my phone is constantly on a recorder because I, I not only think of the words, it has to go to the music in my head. It's interesting because I'm not, I, I always think when you write something down, it's a poem, but when you sing something, the music for some reason hits the words with me. And I guess that's a good thing. People are like, I wish I could do that. And I'm kind of like, don't we all? But <laughs> thank you for, thank you so much up there for letting me have this, you know? So it, it's just constantly when someone says something hilarious, you know, I, I always look for those lines like madder than a hornet in a tin can. I'm like, why didn't I come up with that? <laughs> but then somebody said the other day, you know, she was madder than a mosquito in a mannequin shop. And I went, ah! That's amazing. You know, it's amazing. <laughs> How can I fit that into a song? <laughs> so those are the cool things that I look for. Now, what's the most difficult part of the writing process? You know, um, it's putting it all together. Like I'll have the first verse and then, you know, the chorus, sometimes the chorus comes first. It's that bridge, you know? And then a lot of times I realize, and, and I've, I've learned that you really don't need a bridge a lot of times. So um, yeah, I just, it, it's putting the whole song together and then knowing that there's that little bridge in there. So the bridge kind of makes it like, Oh, now, you know, so I kind of leave that up to the music people, you know, like, can you put a little music in there that feels like it fits? And then my words just fall right in. 
Yeah. So that's, that's my little difficult part is that little bridge. <laughs> <laughs> now the, the live streaming, how many, uh, how much have you had to learn to get comfortable in that kind of that, that environment? Uh, we are still learning. I mean, right now, I mean, we, we, we got something to put, you know, so I'm looking up because the last interview I did, I was looking down and women, we don't need that kind of look. So, um, I, I'm on a crate. I'm on something from uh, Hobby Lobby. And then I'm on a big book of Elvis. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so Elvis is in the building. So this is what we got working with today. It's a learning <laughs> process. It really is. Um, I was doing Instagram on my phone, Instagram live on my phone. And then I realized, you know what? I need to, uh, I need to call in the tech. <laughs> so we're getting, we're getting it ready. We're, we're, we're doing the best we can. So. That's really cool. Now, Dianya, if folks want to find more information about uh, about the music, I know we played uh, Rubberneck earlier, and Rubberneck uh, we got a new single as well. And and I think you might play another one for us. Where is the best place? I know you mentioned Spotify, but uh, I know you got website and other socials as well. We got to plug in that Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, if you go on to my Instagram at Dianya Latin Country, and you don't really need the Inye, you could put D I A N N A Latin Country. Uh, there is a link tree in my bio, and it has everything. It has my YouTube's. It has, um, you know, all my social media is my website. So now, which of which of the, the the platforms is the most difficult, the most trying for you? TikTok. <laughs> I have to do a TikTok every day. It's just, it's, you know, it's, it's, I'm looking for a story every day to put something up. And then I'm, I hear a funny song and I'm like, okay, I can do that dance. I mean, the dances are so hard. It's, I mean, the woo and the, <laughs> those are the hard things to learn, but <laughs> I, I'm learning how to make it my own. Uh, you know, in my backyard, I have this, this whole like, nature scene going with raccoons and skunks and coyotes and everything so they've kind of been my tiktok too so it tiktok is really a hard animal it really is but it it's it's fun but then it's trying so yeah that's i i can see that i i enjoy it i enjoy watching what other people do yes mine is more a slideshow i that's a i i don't have the moves see i thought it was really creative and then i watched tiktok and i'm like wow these people are really creative. <laughs> yeah. So, I, and then you have to pick your niche, you know, of what, what you're going to be doing. I mean, you're going to do a cooking show. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. And me, I'm all over the place. So thank you all you TikTokers for following me. I'm just trying. <laughs> yeah. Now, Dianya, you want to play one more for us before we, uh, before we sign off today? Yes. I'm going to play calm down, Karen. And again, like uh, I, was, I said, that's where we're going lighthearted, but fun. Here we go. Don't be a Karen when you start a Karen about what I do past a quarter or two in my life. It ain't none your problem. You don't need to solve them. You're nosy as hell, gonna end up in jail. You ain't right. We'll just take a minute. No, you ain't in it. If you're wrong or you're right, you gotta put up a fight. You can't win. So calm down, Karen, you ain't had enough. You're gonna lose your mind, Karen Noble, really stupid stuff. You gotta put your nose in everything I'm telling you right now. Calm down, Karen, calm down. There we go. 
don't be suspicious. It ain't none your business. You keep swearing, caring, can't keep six feet away, you don't care. I see the mask ain't wearing. You think you're special, Karen. You got your phone, I'll record, you always go overboard. It's insane! So calm down, Karen. You ain't had enough. You're gonna lose your mind, Karen, over really stupid stuff. You gotta put your nose in everything I'm telling you right now. Calm down, Karen, calm down. And we'll cut it there. But the whole song is on Spotify again. <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny because right there it says, can I speak to a manager? At the very we haven't heard end, that at all. It, we haven't heard that at all this year. Oh, no. At the very end, it says, it ain't Karen's world. <laughs> but that, if you if you can tell with that song, it is totally through this whole COVID time. You know, I see the mask you're not wearing. You know, it's, uh, you, you know, you're taking pictures of everyone. It's. It, it's definitely part of the time. You can't keep six feet fix that. You can't keep six feet away, right? So it's it's to the times. Yeah. That's good stuff. And uh Dianya, again, it has been yes. great to visit with you. I appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule to visit with us today. And hopefully uh, we can catch up again real soon. Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thanks again for joining me for this 58th episode of Good Questions with Cameron Dole in Season 2. If you ever have a comment, a question, maybe something else you'd like to know, you can find me on all the socials, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at GQ with Cam. If you'd like to help out in the funding for this podcast, feel free to click on the Shop tab or visit GQwithCam.com forward slash shop. If you have a special guest idea, email me gqwithcam at gmail.com. Thanks again to Brandon Allen for coming up with our theme music. We're going to let him play us out. Hope you guys have a great weekend.